Have you ever felt so burnt out that you noticed the effects of stress felt almost like a real physical burn? Walking through mud, the sensation of fatigue and tiredness, that lack of motivation to do the things that ordinarily you would love to do? Welcome back to the Therapy for Real Life podcast. This is not therapy, this is real life. I'm your host, Anna Lindbergh Cedar, and I'm happy to be back with you to translate therapy concepts into everyday self care strategies that you can use. Today, we're talking about burnout. And those who know me in my counseling practice know that I focus in burnout prevention in all areas of life. So that could be burnout prevention in your career, or in your relationships, or in the case of anxiety and depression, it could be burnout prevention with just life more generally. So today we're looking at the top seven strategies that you might want to look at if you're just getting into the idea of burnout prevention. You're thinking, hmm, there might be a space in my life where I might want to think about increasing the odds of sustainability, whether you're thinking about your career or other areas of your life, let's look at today's burnout prevention self-care checklist. So if you've listened to the podcast before, you know there are a lot of things that you can do already to take care of your self-care. The checklist that I'm going to Uh, introduce you to today is one of the little treats in the burnout prevention starter kit that you can find on therapyforreallife.com. That's a little toolkit that I put together online of self-care listicles like this one and also grounding exercises, burnout prevention, podcast episodes, as well as recommendations for emotional wellness apps and other self-care strategies that you can easily access on the job. So let's take a look. What are the best strategies that you can use to interrupt job burnout? Number one, go ahead and notice your signs of burnout. Job burnout often starts out slow can be hard to notice in the beginning. So perhaps it wake, you know, it starts by you waking up with the sneaking sensation of dread when you wake up on a Monday getting ready for work. Or perhaps it shows up in a physical way. You know, you suddenly have lots of ailments, your immune system is low. Or sometimes it can be hard to even tell the difference between a medical condition or an anxiety or stress condition, since heart palpitations can be common in both. So to really get a sense of the impact of stress, you really have to look at what burnout looks like for you. And if you've been listening along to the podcast, you know we've talked about the difference between stress and burnout in the past. And we know that stress is one of those painful facts of life. And stress will come and stress will go. And in fact, stress is a neutral 
influence in our life. Burnout comes when stress becomes so taxing that it starts to limit our ability to enjoy life the way we once would, function the way we would like to function, or even focus our attention on the things that matter most to us. So notice your signs of burnout. And even right now, you might want to just take a little temperature test for yourself and see how hot your burnout is on a scale of zero to 100. Say zero is relaxing on a beach for a long vacation, and 100 is, oh my gosh, I'm at risk for quitting my job right now. And just think about you know, what that number is for you right now. And maybe even, you might even have some ideas about how to reduce that stress just by thinking of it. Number two, when you notice your signs of burnout, go ahead and interrupt the body's stress response by soothing the body in a moment of stress. So many of the things that we just listed or perhaps your experience of stress can be very physical. Perhaps you've experienced when you've had bad news or a difficult day at work. Maybe you've had that racing heart sensation or tightness in your chest, or all of a sudden your breathing quickens. You may have sudden temperature changes, either hot or cold. And certain body functions start to shut down, such as digestion, memory, concentration, verbal language, executive functioning. These are all signs of the body's fight or flight response. So with job stress and burnout, we see that even though we live in modern society and we have our phones and computers to help us do our jobs better, our bodies have built into them really old technology, which is designed to keep us safe in a moment of threat or danger. So if a tiger or a bear ran into your office, your body would know exactly what to do. Your pupils would dilate, your breathing would quicken, you would get behind some kind of door or get out of the building, and I hope that never happens to you, but you would do what you need to do to stay safe. And luckily, you know, we're not in great danger in most places of a wild animal running in on the office, and yet our biology is built the same way. And so when you get an email or you don't get promoted when you think perhaps you deserved one or you get other bad news, the body interprets those stresses the same way it might if a bear or wild animal ran into the room. Know you're not in any physical danger. A crisis can feel really stressful on the body anyways. And a crisis is any kind of high-pressure situation when you feel urgency to act. Say you have a deadline or productivity expectations or something or someone is really on the line. What we know about stress and burnout is that memories are encoded more permanently when we experience emotional extremes or high stress. 
if you ever saw that movie, the great kids movie Inside Out, it actually explained the emotional science of this really well. When Remember when they talked about emotions, um, emotional memories feeling sad and those memories getting tinged blue? Perhaps it's not, you know, literally blue, but when you have a high stress experience, this is going to make perfect sense to you. It imprints in your mind, it imprints in your memory. So this is why after work or after a traumatic experience, even though you might not want to think about or talk about it anymore, you might experience that instant replay feeling. And even hearing me talk about it might even be a little bit stressful. So what you're going to do if you feel triggered or upset or stuck thinking about something that you don't want to think about is to soothe your body in a moment of stress. Any simple, gentle, relaxing activity will do. You could practice slow and gentle belly breathing, such as, go ahead and do it with me, breathing in gently to the count of three, inhaling, one, two, three, exhaling even slower to the count of six, exhaling out, one, two, three, four, five, six. Feel free to pause the podcast and do as many rounds of paced, gentle breathing until your body is soothed. You'll find other episodes in the podcast of Progressive Muscle Relax or other guided meditations but you can easily access soothing activities no matter where you are by drinking a warm or calming beverage, running in place as fast as you can for one minute to get that cardio, or do whatever your body needs to do to feel grounded and soothed in a healthy and restorative way. So even if a deadline is fast approaching or even if you're in a crisis situation, It is always worth taking a moment to calm your body down so that you can respond effectively to the demands of your work. And studies show, this is a trauma recovery skill, that uh, you tend to get stuck less thinking about the event afterwards. So that's always a good thing. No one's paying you to think about work on your own time. So you should enjoy your life outside of work. Okay, number three, take vacations. Yes, actually do it. Not everyone does this. Some te- some folks get so um, behind in using their vacations, they actually need their managers to remind them that they won't get to use their vacation hours unless they use them. Other workplaces are so tough. They have perhaps benefits available, but it's never the right time or leaving feels like such a burden to coworkers. There's almost a social pressure or there could be a machoism perhaps to see who can work the latest or stay the longest. There can be all kinds of environmental barriers. Whatever you need to do to take a vacation, find a way to take space 
And this can be a mini vacation from 20 minutes on a lunch break where you absolutely deconnect from what causes you stress. Or it could be a long weekend. It could be a mental health day. It could be, if you're lucky, one week, two week vacation. Planning strategically to go on vacation has been shown to create a significant impact in emotional health and well-being. And have you also found that when you take vacation, it gives you a little bit of perspective on the situation so that you can figure out, you know, what really does and doesn't work for you. Number four, live your values at work. So living your values perhaps could mean you work at a nonprofit and work in a values or mission-based setting, it doesn't necessarily have to look that way. It could be as a private contractor. It could be as an individual contributor, as a larger company. You can decide what the particular way, shape, or form of this looks like. And yet finding meaning in your work will boost satisfaction and help curb job burnout. And so what this, of course, means is that you need to first reflect on what core values are even important to you. This means reflecting on the things that you value most. Do you want to build community? Are you concerned about providing and caring for your family? Are you motivated by creativity and innovation or excited about the idea of creating something new? Do you want to make a positive difference in the world? Are you motivated by justice and equality or safeguarding the environment? So even when your job does not explicitly promote your specific goals and values, ask yourself, how can you bring personal meaning to your work? Can you advocate for company policies that will improve the quality of the work environment for staff? Can you join a task force to solve specific problems at your work? Can you join a company campaign to give back to the community or even create one? Can you reach out to another employee who is struggling on the job and can you offer your support or mentorship? So when job burnout creeps in, when compassion fatigue creeps in, this is the old old school way of talking about burnout, look for ways to enrich that work and infuse it with a personal expression of your values. Number five, give yourself a chance to regroup completely every once in a while. Hopefully you can find a space for yourself, whether it's at your current job or with a friend or colleagues or networking space, or perhaps by yourself. Hopefully you can find a space where you can just completely start from zero and visualize from the ground up. Has anyone ever asked you that question? If you could just stitch together all the favorite parts of your work, if you could create your dream day for 24 hours, you know, what time you would start the day, what you would wear to work, how many people would be there when you get there, how long would you work? If you could just 
visualize that for yourself, even if it's not within reach at all. Just letting yourself visualize that can give you a lot of information. And you will find the space to ask yourself, is this the job that I want to have right now? Is this the position or project that I want to be working on? And if not, you you have an opportunity to visualize the parts that you want to hang on to or the parts that you may have to let go of. So for me, this brings up a really personal memory. I remember a time that I was working at an absolute dream job. I worked there for seven years and it was really a wonderful place to work. There was nothing wrong with it. And one day, you know, I just, it was a suggestion from someone else, but I went on a job interview just to see what that was like. And someone had invited me and it was such a mind blowing experience for me because it was not what I had imagined. And all of a sudden um, I had to change my plans to try something new because because of that opportunity to regroup and see things from a different way. So that same day when I came back to my, what was, you know, and definitely was my, my dream job, I just noticed that the building felt a little smaller than when I had walked out that morning for that job interview. And having that perspective taught me, yes, this definitely was my dream job for a very long time. And you know what? Now it's, it's time for someone else to have a chance at that position. And it gave me an opportunity to just open up my mindset a little bit. And um, that was um, pretty soon before I launched my practice, uh, my burnout prevention therapy and consulting practice, which lets me actually stay involved with that old dream job um, when I want to volunteer and do other projects and collaborate with all kinds of new communities. So having that chance to regroup completely gives you some perspective. Number six, practice a rich fantasy life. If you can't get away, if you don't have the PTO saved up for a big vacation, you can't do that wonderful regrouping idea Sometimes you just have to cope where you are. So if you don't like where you are in this moment, go ahead and let your mind take you away, even if it is just for a few seconds, and let yourself imagine a relaxing, happy place in your mind. Could be somewhere very far away, could be somewhere familiar to you. It could be the imagination of a dream you want to you know, a dream job you want to have someday. And as you let yourself practice this rich fantasy life, even if it's just for five minutes, I want you to picture every sensation of what that feels like, just to kind of be in the moment and see if you notice even a little slight feeling of restoration. And if that feeling comes, go ahead and savor it completely before bringing your attention back to your day. And if that idea sounds nice, just go ahead and pause the podcast right now. And even, you know, you could set a timer if you're worried about time. Give yourself just two minutes to think about anything you want. Your favorite TV show, your favorite candy, your bucket list, who you would invite to a dinner party. Just relax. 
and see what that feels like. Practice gently giving yourself mental space from burnout. Number seven, I promise to let you get on with your day after a short little self-care listicle, so I'll keep it at seven, but feel free to come back to the therapyforreallife.com website for other burnout prevention resources, and that has to do with number seven, so say it out loud and get support. You know, a lot of the fatigue and exhaustion that comes with burnout is actually the covering that goes along with it, right? People ask you, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And you say, fine. But inside, you've got that kind of soul-sucking sensation of just not feeling fulfilled. So, you know, perhaps my best advice out of all of these things, you know, self-care is great, but there are some limitations to that. So if you need to join a peer networking group or get a mentor um, in your life or, of course, seek out therapy or career coaching, check out Therapy for Real Life um, for the latest burnout prevention hackathons where you can meet other professionals who are working on their self-care strategies. Just go ahead and find a space in your life where you can imagine the sensation of being burnout free. I hope that you have some fresh ideas after listening to the self-care list. And of course, I would be happy to hear suggestions of your own. Have a wonderful day and I hope you enjoy your burnout prevention practice. Take care. Mm -hmm.